Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply on Florida's Space Coast, we think you can have the best of both worlds. Kind of like right now. Driving, at your desk, maybe at the gym, but you're also grooving to some music. Visit us and you'll go to the beach and see a rocket launch. Or go kayaking and manatee spotting. It's all waiting for you on the only beach that doubles as a launch pad. Plan your adventure today at visitspacecoast.com. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Manners Masterclass. The Australian women's cricket team takes on the Indian team in a multi-format series beginning very soon. And today I'm joined by one of the rising stars of Australian women's cricket, Maitland Brown. Maitland Brown has played 59 matches for the Melbourne Renegades, taking 44 wickets at a runs per over of 6.84. That, along with her performances for the ACT Meteors in the WNCL, has earned her two call-ups to the Australian side, and she is expected to make her international debut against India in the upcoming series. Maitland has just made a big move from the Renegades and the ACT Meteors to the New South Wales Breakers and the Sydney Sixers. So we talk about that move, her rise to the Australian women's cricket team and her experiences so far in the WBBL. I hope you enjoy this interview with Maitland Brown. She's a wonderful personality and I really enjoyed talking to her. And I'm joined today by Maitland Brown, who's up in quarantine in Brisbane with the Australian squad. Maitland, how are you? Hey, I'm good. I'm uh, just trying to keep busy, uh, whether that be playing PlayStation or doing workouts here and there or finding something on Netflix to watch. Yeah, how's that going? I know you're not allowed to train while you're in quarantine, so you, you really do have to sort of fill every part of the day. Yeah, yeah, actually, um, we've, we've actually been given bowling, bowling loads to, uh, to get done, so I've had to get creative there and um, I get my, my desk chair, I set that up against the wall and then I get my luggage bag and I put that up against on top of the chair 
and then I take all the pillows off my bed and prop them up against the wall and and come in off maybe I don't know three steps three three steps and I start run up in the bathroom and then run and and roll the arm over into the the pillows in the wall so uh, there is a little bit of training going on even though we're in a hotel room but yeah it's it's not too bad um, I'm really looking forward to getting some fresh air um, fortunately we can't have any windows open or anything like that so uh, that's yeah I'm really looking forward to just getting some fresh air and some sunshine yeah, it's pretty strict up in Queensland, and uh, it's, it's so um, it's so gutsy that everyone's able to sort of do it. But tell me, you know, this selection in the Australian squad for the multi-format series against India must be particularly special, considering I mean, you had such an awful injury last WBBL. You've been recovering all year. Uh, I guess, firstly, was it kind of unexpected to be called up straight into the squad? Yeah, it was actually. To be honest, um, I unfortunately tore my hamstring off the bone. During Big Bash last year, I uh, only managed to get four games of, of Big Bash in. It sucked because I almost felt like I was almost at the peak of, well, it was the best I'd ever played. Um, I finally got picked in the Aussie squad for the first time in September. So I was sort of still riding that high. Yeah, it all sort of came crashing down uh, when I did the splits um, out in the middle, trying to get back into my crease. And uh, that ended up putting me out for, yeah, a good six to nine months until I was fully fit again. But um, yeah, I worked bloody hard, to be honest, like, you know, coming back from it, the rehab was, was really tedious and some sessions were super boring sometimes, but being out of the game sort of made me realize how much I wanted to get back. So um, it really fueled my fire. Um, I was living in Canberra at the time and it was, it's pretty nippy early morning in Canberra. So yeah, the early running sessions and, and gym sessions were pretty tough um, just because of the weather. But yeah, I was really determined to get back to where I was. And yeah, it was, it was super rewarding to get that phone call to, to say that I'd been selected in the team. And yeah, I'm just, I'm over the moon with it, to be honest. And I'm really happy to be back um, in the Aussie squad. And I've had a really good preseason. I've, I've been able to come back from the first day of preseason, which timing worked out really well, I guess, um, with the injury. Had it been a bit later, might have sort of changed that. But yeah, I was able to have a full preseason and yeah, I'm feeling really good. I've PB'd most of my fitness tests so uh, my fitness is is back and yeah I'm, I'm just excited to get out in the nets and and bowl against some of the best in the world absolutely so uh, I heard you on a friend of mine's podcast Matt Ellis has a podcast yeah the cricket library we commentate together on the shield and you know I listened to that to get ready for today and you know you said you cried when you were selected for Australia the first time for New Zealand yeah, yeah. what about this time did flags call again and did you, you did. hear up I think I was just in disbelief, to be honest. Yeah, he, he called and, and I sort of questioned. I was like, oh, do you mean like the Aussie A squad or, or something? Like that? And he goes, no, no, there's only one team. And I just said, I was like, bull. Like, I couldn't believe it. And I was, yeah, I was so stoked. I was really grateful. Yeah, it, it's just, it was it was just a bit of a shock, to be honest. But yeah, I'm, I'm super excited and, and I'm feeling really good. I'm feeling really ready. I have. No doubt that this season's going to be a ripper. Yeah, definitely. Now, while I was doing the research I was telling you about, I was on YouTube and I found a couple of clips. Now, I just want to play some sound for you. So this is the first one I found of you doing a little tour around your house. Oh, okay, okay. Some reps here just demonstrate the potential in this gym. So here's you working Ooh, out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like you can't see, fortunately. <laughs> Every video I do, um, I tend to lose my dignity, so I'm going to keep going. So I was like, what's she talking about? This video is not that bad, losing a dignity. She's just 
take showing us around a workout place, but then you know, I scrolled to the next video on YouTube and this popped up. Do you have a hidden talent? Oh, I actually, do yeah, right <laughs> singing with my mouth closed. <laughs> <clears throat> Well, what a talent singing with your mouth closed. Now that's a stitch up. Surely, like the renegade no, is like, I'm gonna I'm gonna get my <laughs> to do something really stupid o- online. No, I um yeah, I have moments of weakness when it comes to um, being in front of a camera and I just give in and and be my true self and you know what I don't really mind because I'm happy with who that is. So I know you've got like some real hidden talents like industrial design <laughs> <laughs> so why did you go for that one? No I, I was still doing my I was in the early stages of my degree I didn't know how that career was sort of going to turn out so I thought I'd just you know go with the unorthodox singing career instead. Well, you know, the good thing about the internet, Maitland, is that's going to live forever. So if you ever have kids or something, they'll be able to, you know, come across that on YouTube in plenty, in many years to come. How good. <laughs> How good indeed. All right. So let's go back to sort of um, growing up and, and when, you, where did you grow up? Uh, I grew up in a little small town on the north coast called Wingham. And yeah, I, I grew up, I grew up just outside of Wingham on a little bit of a farm. Um, my dad's a farrier. And so we were always surrounded by horses and it was really cool. I, I used to go to pony club on a Saturday morning and, and ride my horse rather than go out and play soccer or footy or something like that. I just go to pony club. That was just my was thing. It, was it close family? Yeah. 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 Mum and dad. And, and I have a, I have a little, a younger brother um, and we're all super sporty. We actually uh, would always golf was our thing. Um, I played golf before I played cricket and, yeah. and yeah, that was a sort of family outing and, my brother was super in love with golf. He actually had a handicap when he was three years old, um, believe it or not. Wow. And mum actually t- took a picture of his very first card and sent it through to our family group chat the other day. So um, it was really nice to see that. Anyway, he's actually pursuing a, a – he's really trying to be a professional golfer. And um, so all he's doing is playing golf at the moment. So, um, yeah. So, so you grew up in the country, close family – Dad was, what was your dad? Uh, Farrier. What's that? Do you want to have a guess? Well, it's something to do with horses. A it horse is. trainer or a horse breeder. And I tra- he, uh, puts on horseshoes and trims uh, their feet. Cobbler for horses. Yeah, yeah, cobbler <laughs> for horses. And then what age did you come across cricket and how? Um, I, well, I actually never watched cricket growing up. So I always, um, I always end up stitching myself by, up by accident when someone mentions a a legend of the game. And I'm like, Ricky Ponting, who? No, I know. Obviously, but I mean, like, you know, yeah. So that's a little bit embarrassing, but I actually started, I just started playing cricket in the backyard at my Nen and Pops. That was sort of the only time that I played cricket when I was, or the only sort of, yeah, cricket I was sort of exposed to at a pretty young age. And we actually only played with an axe handle and a tennis ball. And I was speaking about this to a, yeah. Bradman. Oh, I didn't even know who Bradman was like when I was younger. It was until I got older and I was in around cricket a lot more. But until I went to the Bradman Museum when I was like 13. And you saw this like stump in the golf ball. Yeah, like, I was like, I was oh, doing that. okay. I was the OG. No. <laughs> Maitland Bradman. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I sort of spoke about this the other day to someone and 
they asked like whether there was some sort of reasoning behind it or or like what did was it just so we could have hair dye coordination when we were younger but it was for me it just was so normal because pop was like oh come on I'll teach you how to play cricket and he didn't have a bat or anything like that so he just grabbed this axe handle it was tiny it was probably like for a, a really little axe because we were pretty small as well. so it was a very short bat and yeah and we just started playing cricket and then that just became really normal for us was just to play cricket in the backyard with this axe handle but it wasn't until a bit later a bit a bit later on where I tried out for the boys cricket team when I was in year six um at, yep. at Wingham Brush shout out to Wingham Brush uh and and it was a little bit controversial because it was a boys team but I proved them wrong and the teacher saw some potential in me and he actually picked me which was really cool and um yeah, I played my first game of cricket when I was in year six and, and my teacher said, why don't you go try out for the, the state team or, or the hunter team? And then um, I ended up getting picked in that. And then I ended up getting picked in like the state thing. So I was like already playing at that state sort of PWSA level and I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't even know what O was really, but I was just, <laughs> I just really enjoyed it. And, and it was really cool to be able to, to be picked in these squads. And it was the first sort of proper representative cricket I played uh and then yeah from there everything just sort of snowballed and in high school I was just tried out for the rep team and then there was other opportunities there and I pretty much just just kept following opportunities um until one day I was playing at the Wacker for ACT <laughs> what was that like when when you turn up at the you know test ground and you're like yeah. Gee, this is a long way from Wingham <laughs> Uh, yeah, I went on Google first and I was like, what is like, no, I'm kidding. Um, I'm not that bad. <laughs> no, it was, it was super surreal because um, only a few months earlier, it was, it, I was in year 12 and, and I was sort of in that um, New South Wales Academy. So I did all my um, underage stuff at New South Wales and I really, cause Wingham's about four, four and a half hours away from Sydney. I really struggled to keep studying for like my HSC um, as well as traveling to Sydney on the weekends and coming back for school on a Monday because grade was on Sunday. So Sundays were a long day. We'd wake up at, at 5 o'clock, drive to Sydney, and then get home at like 10. And would your parents do that? Yeah, yeah. Mum and dad would do that. I'm super grateful for that because, yeah, I definitely owe them a lot of kilometres. Yeah, it sounds like they were very supportive of your cricket then. Yeah, they were. They were really supportive with anything I did. They just, yeah, they just said if you put your heart to, to something we'll help we'll help and support you and and um and do everything we can to get you there so so I guess when you call them and say I've been selected for Australia that's a pretty special moment for both of you and your parents yeah yeah it was really nice to share such special news with them um they were super excited and mum was like oh I have to go get dad and then she sort of ran around the house looking for him I think he was outside mowing um, and then got him and he was like, what, what's going on? He was like, still like <laughs> ringing ears from the mower or something. He's been picked for Australia. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, oh, how good's that? <laughs> so you, you go to the Wacker straight from the HSE. So your head must <laughs> No, I actually, I actually found myself sort of in a bit of limbo for a while. Um, I was just working in a cafe. I didn't, I got dropped from the academy. I was like, oh, I'll go to Europe and just like have a holiday and stuff, that sort of thing, that gap year mm. style. And yeah, and I thought my cricket was sort of like fading. I'd just, I'd just play it for fun in Sydney at grade because, and then just, just try to play good grade cricket essentially. Um, but I was at the pub one night 
playing pool in a local pool comp. It was two bucks to enter. How good's a country pub? Yeah. <laughs> and um, and I get this phone call and it's James Allsop, who's the ACT coach. And he calls me. He's like, oh, it's James Allsop here. And I'm like, oh, sorry. Uh, let me just go outside. Like, oh, honey. Uh, I'm like, who's this? And yeah, um, spoke to him and he's like, oh, you know, um, Andrew um, who was a girl who I played cricket with in Sydney, mentioned that that you um, it might be you might like to come down with us and and train and be a part of our squad um, as just sort of a, a train on development athlete. And I thought, oh, this is so cool. Like, yeah, I'm definitely I'm down for that. So I at the time it wasn't I didn't really have much money and I couldn't really move down to Canberra to live and train. So I ended up driving, which was like seven hours from Wingham. I ended up driving down and staying for a couple of days and they put me up in a hotel and then I'd train with them and then I'd come back home and work wow. and I'd head down. That sort of happened for a few months. And yeah, they must have saw some potential in me at training and they said, hey, why don't you um, come to Perth with us? And I was so stoked. I was like, yeah, yeah this is this is awesome. Like um, that was the sort of moment where I was like, oh, okay, like cricket could be a career for me. Like, that's the first time I really took it seriously when I was sort of, I was still catching up to the moment. Yeah, and then, yeah, the coach pulled me aside and said, you're playing tomorrow. Um, and it was at the Wacker. <laughs> it was it was super surreal and, and really special. And Ange actually presented me my cap. And, yeah, it was just really nice because she'd sort of seen me play grade cricket since I was like 15 or, or something. So it was really nice for a close friend of mine to, to present a cat like that. Yeah, what a meteoric rise. Yeah, well, I played for the meteors. Yeah, there you go. You said you didn't <laughs> watch cricket sort of growing up much, but then I'm guessing once you started playing, you took yeah. a bit more of interest in. Yeah. Did you, did you watch the Australian women? That was mandatory. Mandatory. Did yeah, you, I did. And did you sort of, I guess you would have, you know, supported players like Elise Perry and players you're going to be playing with now, you would have been watching growing up. Yeah, yeah. It's super special to to sit back and reflect and, and know that the girls who I looked up to growing up, Elise Perry and Alyssa Healy in particular, uh, to be able to play alongside them now. And, yeah, to call them a, to call them a good mate is really special and, um, yeah, and really it's really nice actually. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a real difference um, because – yeah, say when I interview someone like Lisa Stalaker and, and and she talks about growing up that there was no visible women's cricket and there was you know, no one really to look up to in the same way you had, whereas you're sort of sort of uh, you know early on, but part of this generation that's growing up with mm. the bash, growing up you know most of the time with the WBBL, so you you've sort of seen the game a little bit more. It's 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 a different experience. Yeah, um, I don't think there was a whole lot going around one or like I wasn't exposed to a whole lot going around in my early sort of cricketing career when I was in like sort of early high school or whatever but definitely towards the back end when um women's cricket started gaining a bit more exposure um I went to a game at Hurstville Oval which was really cool and yeah I still didn't know many of the players um until a little bit later on when when I was sort of like properly in in, in that um underage sort of New South Wales development squad but yeah, it's it's amazing to see how the games evolved so much, and um, and back home, I think they even have a, a women's um, a women's team going around, which is super special because yeah, it's something I, I probably would have never thought would happen. Yeah, I commentated on the regional women's big bash last summer, so they definitely do. Yeah. They have a regional competition, at yeah, which is great, and then some of those players come down and play in grade cricket as well. 
yeah, there's there's just so many opportunities now for for young girls out there who want to play cricket, which is really special and something I never really had growing up because I always played boys cricket or or men's grade, but that was also really fun and and something different. And I'm yeah, I really loved I really loved that. But yeah, there's just so many opportunities and options out there now, which is really awesome to see. Yeah, definitely. So. You, you, you moved to ACT, um, but now you've made the move. You've come back to New South Wales. You've left uh, ACT and you've left the Renegades. You know, what was the, what was the sort double of... Double whammy. Yeah, double whammy. Two, two breakup phone calls you had to make probably. How did that go? So I've been in ACT, um, I think, for about... I lived there for, five, for four years. Um, and I also studied whilst I was there, which was industrial design. And, and yeah, I that was sort of coming to an end and, and I'd been at ACT for a while and, and I really enjoyed it there. It was, it was awesome. The team was great and it was a really nice environment, but I just felt like it was, it was time for me to sort of move on and, and have a bit of a change. And my boyfriend's a, he studied law and he finished law um, down there and he was actually planning to move back to Sydney. And, and yeah, that was something for me to consider because obviously I didn't really want to do long distance and, the timing just sort of worked out really well. The fact that I finished my degree, he did his. Um, I want to sort of be a bit closer to, to home. Um, not that I've been able to go home since <laughs> the, the lockdown sort of uh, happened, but um, hopefully. But yeah, it's been a really, really nice change and I'm loving Sydney. The breakers have welcomed me um, with big arms and, and yeah, the facilities there and, and the coaching staff and resources is unbelievably professional um i'm really really enjoying it there like i'm super super glad that i made the move yeah the, the breakers and the sixes i mean there must be a strong lure they both run so well the opportunities in both teams you know for, for professional um settings and stuff and that's no slide on the the renegades or the medials but mm. the breakers have been leading the way in women's cricket for a number of years so i guess being a part of that squad would be very enticing yeah definitely um it's it's a it's a pretty big difference the professionalism is just next level um at new south wales and and the breakers and yeah the sixes move sort of uh was 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 really tricky as well um i yeah, I had a few sleepless nights where I where I wasn't sure what I was going to do because I was so strongly linked to the Renegade and I really enjoyed the team and I loved my teammates and I have so many super special memories that I'm going to, yeah, keep with me for the rest of my life. And, and yeah, that was a really difficult one to make. I made a few phone calls to help me. It took a while to actually make the decision. But, yeah, once I did and, and realised the main reason was that I really wanted to work with Ben Sawyer more consistently and He's a, he was a coach of the Sixers and he was also at the Breakers. So I really wanted to have that consistency throughout the season because I was really determined to sort of get back to where I was last year after the injury. So, yeah, I knew that that, that would be really important and getting back with such a brilliant coach. Um, so that was a big lure for me, Benny Sawyer. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, he, he's so good. He um, has really, really improved my game working with him. So who do you turn to when you have a tough decision like that? Is it your partner? Is it, is it your parents? Is it other cricketers? Who would be? Who would you yeah. reach out to for advice? Mainly my partner, actually. Um, yeah, he seems pretty level-headed. He was a little bit biased towards the Sixers. He was like, "That's a, that's such a good team. Like, you know, that's a really great. You know, there's Elise Perry, Aaron Burns, Elisa Healy, Ash Gardner. 
a few big dogs, just to name a few. <laughs> yeah, he can look over the country. Boy. So it was pretty biased in that decision, but yeah, he can <laughs> actually. And my manager as well. And yeah, I, I spoke to um, I spoke to Elise as well, just so I could get an understanding of, of how she would see me sort of fit into that squad, whether there'd be a role for me there. Because I also I also knew that I had the opportunity. I had a lot of opportunity at the Renegades if I were to stay there. So that was another thing that that was um, really tricky to sort of weigh up. But yeah, I'm really looking forward to joining the Sixers and, and I hope that I can really uh, create a bit of an impact with the ball and hopefully bat. With Cap not coming back to the Sixers next summer, that sort of opens up a, a spot for you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. That Yeah, when I found out that that um, that Cappy wasn't, wouldn't be a part of the squad that I knew that that was a role that I would really like to take. Yeah. So um, let, let's look at your experience in the Aussie team last year for, you know, in the, in the the series against New Zealand, I know you didn't play a game yet, so you're not capped, but I'm sure you'll get a cap, but hopefully this series, mm-hmm. again. Yeah, but what was, you know, just that sort of feeling being in the Aussie squad, the sort of, um, you know, the high performance element and just rubbing shoulders with Lanning and, um, you know, mm. the great plays. How, how was that? It was really cool, actually. Um, before I went into the tour, I sort of wrote down a little thing in my journal and, and that was just sort of like embrace and and pretty much like for me that meant just whatever happens, like embrace it to the fullest. Um, so whether that was a social event, I wanted to hang around as much as I could and sort of, yeah, be really immersed in that and I just would leave my phone um, so I wasn't on my phone like I was very present in the moment or when we actually ended up winning the series I tried to get my hands on the trophy as much as I could <laughs> and really soak it up and and talk to the girls and and yeah just try to really be a part of it rather than letting my nerves get the better of me and, and sit back in the corner of the change room and and um, watch from afar in a way like I wanted to really make sure I was in the in and amongst the team and I, I wanted to feel a part of the team. So I hope I wasn't too annoying, but there we go. <laughs> what a terrific attitude, though, because it, it's, it's a quite a wise attitude because so often a high-performance athlete, they get that opportunity and they're so focused on performing and, and training hard, which you obviously were as well, but just soaking up everything like that, that's a very mature approach. And I guess it sounds like you had a great time. Yeah, it was it was really, really fun. Um, I loved it so much. And and also the training aspect. I I managed to ask Midge to throw me a oh, Midge being Alyssa Healy, um, to throw me a few balls and give me a bit of a masterclass and and that was super special. And I'm really grateful that she uh she gave me a few tips and yeah, and even at training, just making sure that I was making the most of the coaches around me and and questioning the coach, like because I was very I really wanted to to play and get the cap and I was like, all right, what can I do? Like, what do you, what do you got for me? Like, what's this, what's a job uh, description? And, and I just tried to soak up as much as I could and get as much info and, and then, yeah, go from there. And obviously, yeah, I didn't get the cap, but to be honest, it was still a really special tour and something I remember for a very long time. And yeah, if I end up getting the cap on this tour, it'd be even more special. But yeah, to be honest, I'm just really happy to be a part of the squad because it's, it's a really tough squad to crack and I'm just gonna once again embrace it and do as much as I can to um, be ready to play and mm. make the most of it well you got called up again which is awesome I did hear on Matt Ellis's cricket library that your Aussie kit was stolen from your car 
<laughs> have you got the glass yeah. out? Have you got the glass out of your Aussie kit? I brought the floppy. I brought the floppy. <laughs> <laughs> so those of you who haven't heard the story, I think what your car was broken into. Someone takes yeah. your Aussie kit and then, yeah. you know, sometime later you, it mysteriously turns. Two weeks later this kit rocks up because I moved the car because I'm like, all right, it, it was a, it was in this underground, meant to be secure car park, underground car park. And I said, stuff this, like I'm not leaving my car here. Like this is dodgy. I want more eyes on it. So I left it in a, in a parking lot where everyone can sort of see. And, um, and yeah, we, we went downstairs because um, my housemate was parking down there still. And she goes, hey, your kid's rocked up again. And this was two weeks after it had been stolen and I've got the window repaired and whatnot. And, and yeah, I, the, the, I just sort of forgot about it for a little bit. I just really wanted my, uh, my yellow floppy that I had in there. It was like really special to me. And um, it's not a play, it was just from a, a few Aussie A tours. Yeah, but still. Um, and it was really, it had like orange dirt on it from when we were in India. And yeah, and I just really wanted that. So I was stoked that I got that back. But yeah, when I was preparing for the Aussie tour back in September, forgotten to sort of give my kid a good clean out and as I was packing it there was glass everywhere from my car so I had to get the vacuum go and suck up all the glass and and I made sure I brought my yellow floppy this time and I always wonder whether the person who stole the kit like what they did with it like did they put the hat on did they put the pads on like what or did they just have it sitting in their room and and they felt very guilty so they returned it I want to know. I, yeah, I'm going to th- say it's a combination of guilt and the realisation that it was easily identifiable. You know, if yeah. this turned up, if someone saw that, they'd know, you know, they could they could eyeball them. See, I would have thought they would have just dumped it in Lake Burley Griffin or something. Maybe they're a massive cricket fan, unlike you. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe they're. Big cricket Maybe they're just a young kid and their their mum comes in and goes, what is this? And then starts yelling at me, you have to return that right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who knows? So you've got it back, which is good for this uh, series. I do. No glass. It's chockers. Chockers. I had to pack three pads this time, three sets of pads. Oh, we've got, we've got the black ones for the T20, yeah. white for the test, and then yellow ODI. Awesome. So my kit is like bursting at the seams. Yeah. <laughs> you've got two weeks in quarantine to organise it. Yeah. So luckily for you, Megan Shute and her partner have just had a beautiful child and she won't be playing in this. Yeah. Group. So it does open up a spot. You bowl similar to Megan. Just the other way. <laughs> yeah, but with the with the way you move the ball. Yeah. Yeah, well, she's uh moves at a bloody mile. You do big off cutters, yeah. yeah? And do you do the leg cutter? Um, no. She I think she's a leg she bowls it in and has yep. that, that leg cutter. I've got Oh, and she has she has a few tricks, I guess. She has the back of the hand sort of. Yeah. And what do you specialise in? Uh, outswing. Outswing. And then that sort of death bowling, like Yorkers and cutters and mm-hmm. back of the hand sort of magic. I heard you saying to Matt, you've got some sort of side ball for the back overs where you can sort of hit the side of the ball and take pace off it. Yeah, I haven't. That's sort of still in the works, but it, it's more. it was more for like a, when I went and played in, in India, I tried to play around with a few different balls and and um, I found a way where I could hold it and sort of bowl it where I can like skim it off the the bottom and and it worked really effectively on the subcontinent wicket and it would just sort of like pretty much skid and roll along the ground um, but unfortunately we have got really nice pitches here yeah. in Australia and uh, they have a bit of bounce so I'll just be trying to hit hit that seam as much as I can and and work with the seam. 
Nice. So with Megan not available, that means, um, you know, it does open up a spot. But Matthew Mott was saying sort of before this this quarantine period that he is worried about you and Stella Campbell and the other fast bowlers, Taylor Vlamick, getting sort of prepared for, you know, bowling a lot. Are you concerned at all about sort of how your body's going to cope? Um, it would definitely be interesting because obviously we've been in here for two weeks. But I have – I'm really back in the, the Triple SM team, the – the physio and the SNC and and Benny to you know ramp us up slowly so we can manage the the whole tour. But I guess that's the reason why there's so many fast bowlers on tour is that we're unsure of, of how it's all going to sort of play out and and um, yeah everyone's a bit of a backup um, ready to go at, at any stage. So yeah, it'd be really interesting to see how how we sort of cope coming out of it. I'm sure we're not going to uh, be flogged day dot come out of here. So. Yeah, but but we've got we've got loads come like we had a lot of loads coming in, but so it's not like we haven't been doing anything for the last three months. Yeah, Maddie Mott said he's he's thinking of rotating the bowlers. So mm. uh, fingers crossed, you'll get that. Looks good for me for the cap. Exactly. <laughs> yep, I'm on the Maiton Brown bandwagon now. All right, so big series against India. Really, everyone's really pumped for it, even though it's sort of unfortunately not going to be played any of it in Sydney or mm. Melbourne. But I know it sucks such a crazy situation. Speaking of crazy situations, I want to talk about the WBBL hub last year. Oh, yeah. So the whole BBL for those listening was played in a, in a hard hub in Sydney last year. I loved it because I live in Sydney. So I got to go to the games and watch yeah. the game. So it, it would have been great was, for Sydney, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a win for us. That semi-final um, where the Thunder beat the Heat was one of the more memorable nights I've been to in a while. But, but what was that hub like? Um, for me, I loved it. I'm a very um, social gal and I really like, you know, hanging out with all my friends and, and everyone was very easy to access. So that was good. And I got given uh, a really cool uh, corner room because uh, my partner was going to come in. So they needed, um, I just, we just needed a bit of space because there'd be two of us in the room. And um, I ended up getting a few lounges and added it, brought into my room and it almost turned into our team room. So it was really nice to be able to sort of spend so much time with all my mates and um and yeah we were in there for a while and and a lot of the girls were away from their family for yeah I don't know six or seven weeks so um we had to sort of rely on each other to make sure we're okay and and keeping each other sane I guess in a way so it was really important to have that social aspect so yeah our room was called the Flamingo Lounge because in a rain break um or rain delay I should say one of our games we got given these wraps at lunch and they had heaps of foil anyway i turned this foil from the wrap into a flamingo sculpture (laughs) (laughs) so it looked it was awesome this was like the best flamingo ever well you're designing i'm not surprised yeah (laughs) so we had this flamingo foil that sat like on the tv unit so it was like the flamingo lounge and and we just watched the state of origin together or we were really obsessed with watching sas so we just watched that together and or if someone was bored and they just wanted to just watch a couple of games, like they'd just come in and, and chill with me. So that was nice. And actually it was, it was really cool. Like we had, we had like a couple of buffets where you just, um, you'd have to, you, unfortunately you couldn't go and grab what you wanted. You had to give it to someone and they had to sort of serve it out. So sometimes you you could, you'd accidentally get a whole plate full of rice where you just wanted a little bit or, or something and you just had to deal with it. <laughs> and was it intense though yeah it was pretty intense I think I think my experience was pretty positive compared to 
some others a place like that for for someone might might have been their worst nightmare yeah I think I don't think they'll end up doing it again because yeah I think it was it was really tough for a few people and really intense yeah the sixes I don't think in I think as a team didn't probably cope with it that well yeah yeah well each each team and each person sort of experienced it different but yeah for me it was really positive and I don't think I don't yeah they probably won't do it again but what what are you hearing about the WBBL because it's supposed to start in Sydney I read yeah. <laughs> no, not much <laughs> that's not going to happen yeah but, but I guess from what I'm what you're saying as well what I, I think they'll be won't do a hard hub anywhere yeah, like yeah. before yeah. but we could see the tournament just played in a couple of states yeah hopefully it will be similar to what the men did last year whereas they sort of had their own little hubs and and travelled around um, different states obviously only everything's up to the government really anyone um, get into yeah exactly everything's up to the government um i think everyone's been everyone has been um sort of given a bit of notice um and a heads up to say well um new south wales and, and act i think and probably victoria have to wrap their heads around potentially doing a two-week hard quarantine but we actually have an information session um in like two nights times so actually i don't really know much until i jump on board that so sorry i don't have any hot goss for you but um but yeah i mean that makes sense if you're coming from new south wales if you can have to yeah quarantine somewhere i love the standalone wbbl i think it's great that it's separated from the men's competition and gets complete clear air and i think it's a good time as well leading into the summer i mean you know, obviously it was COVID last year and still is. So, you know, any live sport you're just loving. But I, I you know, loved, you know, having to choose, oh, do I watch the men's or the women's? It's just mm. the WBBL's on. The Weber WBBL on. Have oh, you yet? How cool is that? <laughs> no, but I actually, I actually have two Webbers at home. Well, I've got two sponsors babies. Dream. Sponsors dream. Yeah, exactly. I'm an advocate. So I'll be, um, I'll be in their ear looking for an mm. upgrade. Yeah, you need a deluxe Weber. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, yeah. We actually only have um. Yeah, we got the babies because we lived in a little apartment, and also the other one was for camping. So, if we'd have a, a bit of downtime in between uh, drinks breaks, um, we go and we'd go to the coast somewhere, or take the Ute and and take the Weber and go camping and have a barbie wherever we wanted. Yeah, well, if you're moving back to Sydney, you know, property prices, I think you'll need another small Weber. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'll be buying in Sydney anytime soon. As a player, is, you know, the standalone WBBL, you know, a positive thing? Yeah, I think so. It was really quite interesting recently seeing how the 100 was sort of played out um, and how that tournament was really, yeah, there, there was so much synergy between the men's and the women's team and, and it almost seems like one big tournament because it was just, it was just called the hundred. So mm. I actually really, I thought that was a really great idea and, it, and it's really nice to see the, the men support the women in that sense. Um, I do miss the fact that we can't go and play a double header at the MCG or the SCG. And by the end of our game, we, you know, a really big crowd. So yeah, I do really miss that aspect, but at the same time, it just goes to show that we can women's sport up uh, women's cricket in Australia in particular can really sort of hold its own and have its own tournament and and that still be really successful so yeah it's really special to be a part of something like that and and it's really easy to to access the players like all the girls are love the crowd and and love love it when the kids come up to we love it when we when the kids come up to us at the fence and go oh can you sign my hat or, or something like that and, and yeah I think I guess like in their shoes when I was a lot younger 
how special it was for a player to take the time and, and talk to me. So um, it's really nice to see the girls sort of give back in that sense and and take time. And yeah, and I really like that aspect of WEBL because it seems very community and family orientated. And um, But it's still also a really great competition. Like the the skills the skills aspect is is through the roof and, and it's really entertaining at times. Yeah, absolutely. I love the WBBL and uh, it's interesting what you say about the hundred, the way they did it. I mean, that obviously the, they used to do the big bash like that with a lot of the WBBL curtain raises. And, you know, I enjoyed that as well at the SCG where you had a WBBL derby heading into the night game. You'd get a big crowd, but uh, I do see there's a real benefit to being standalone. What about sort of standard wise as, as a, a viewer, I've noticed you know, every year the competition standard improves mm. quite dramatically. Like, yeah. and if you look at things like fielding. A lot of runs scored last year. Yeah, a lot of, and the, like the lower order batting's got a lot better. It used to be, and this is sort of just, you know, the, you know, once you get past the top six, it can be a bit thin down mm. the order. Yeah, but yeah. It seems to have gone, and the fielding has just gone to the next level. I mean, the first WBBL, there was quite a few drop catches. Now, you know, the fielding's exceptional. I mean, as a player, you, you obviously have to keep up with that. You always have to be developing. Yeah, I think everyone's sort of evolving at the same time almost. And and as we sort of gain more resources and, and you know, and Cricket Australia invests a bit more money into the game, yeah, we just, we're able to train more and and channel our time, you know, focus our time into into cricket rather than sort of a part-time job here and there. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's awesome to see the game sort of evolve and, and it's really cool to you know to have to be in those close games even though you know it's a bit nerve-wracking at times but you know at the end of the day it's it's almost about entertainment I guess for the viewers at home and so when a game's close or when something really special happens whether someone on your team smashes a 50 off I don't know 20 something balls or, or something like that it just yeah it's awesome to see that sort of happen and I think yeah the game's only gonna continue to get better and that's really exciting. Yeah, any sort of particular on-field memories from the Renegades you'll take with you? I know there was that heartbreaking loss a couple of years ago at Dremoyne Oval. <laughs> we will never escape that. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. <laughs> but, yeah, any other, you know, on-field memories of performance that uh, you'll sort of cherish with the Renegades? Yeah, I guess, um, yeah, we've, we've been a part of a few Super Rovers and, and it's really nice because um, the team song is – like one of our last uh, lines in the team song is like, we'll never stop until the final ball is bold. And it's just like, it's very fun to be a part of something like that. And and it's just nice to know that there's always a, a fighting spirit in the Renegades. There's always a fighting spirit in the Renegades. But I think, yeah, I think getting into our very first finals was, yeah, super special. And unfortunately we lost that game only just um, once again, we'll never stop until the final ball is bold. Um, I know. When Rita Healy, yeah. now your teammate threw the stumps down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank God I don't have to bowl at her anymore. I swear she purposely targets me and crushes my soul. <laughs> well, she can do that in the nets now. Well, she, she's, yeah, yeah. She, she might be your skipper at the breakers. I don't know if that's been announced, has it? I think so. It was uh, last year. Uh, yeah, probably. I'm sacking you now. I'm assuming. I'm, <laughs> I'm sacked. Too. No, I'm so yeah, it's it's really cool. Yeah, and then um, they've got a new final system for the WBBL this summer. Yeah, I saw that. So the first Insta. Yeah, the first gets to host the final, and then two to four playoff for the right 
to play the first in the final. And I think they're doing it for a couple of reasons. One is to reward the first place team uh, to make that a significant advantage, which I think is good. And the other one is to try and boost ticket sales because if you have a longer lead into a home final, then you can promote it more. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's great. Um, I reckon they should put that into a WNCL because WNCL is a bit of a stitch up. We play a few games. We don't even have finals. No. So, you hey, rant over. No, I'm kidding. No, good, good. I commentate <laughs> um, on some of the WNCL, so I love it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I think it's really cool. Um, I think it definitely makes, you know, it gives you a bit of a boost um, going into finals and I think it'll make a few teams more hungry um, and potentially fight a little bit harder. So I think the games will be, will be pretty close. But I'm really looking forward to being a part of a, a new final system, and it'd be great if we, if we, yeah, had a had a few ticket sales and, and have a decent crowd at the game. So, yeah, I'd like that, especially yeah. you know because we haven't been able to play in front of crowds. Um, yeah, well, hopefully they'll be because of Rona and whatnot. No, so sick of that. So you're 24 years old, is that right? Hitting the the peak of your your powers now, sort of. You know, I'm got- getting there. Come on, let's. Not early. No, I'm not yeah. saying it's, yeah, I haven't hit like the peak, but you, you're getting into that sort of golden run for a bowler where your body's yeah. developed, your, your strength yeah. and conditioning would have come on. Hopefully, you're not going to rip your hamstring off your tendon this summer. It's tight. There's, there's uh, wires in there to keep it up. Oh, good. Are you and Elise Perry can compare hamstring injuries? She- we did. We actually messaged uh, before the tour and I said, all right, well, come on, let's compare scars when we get there. So that's yet to happen because we're in quarantine, but we'll see who's gnarlier. Who's got the biggest scar? Uh, but I guess you know um, uh, you're sort of excited about you know I know athletes don't like to get too far ahead of themselves, but are you you know you were so mature in your approach to the Kiwi um, squad last year? Do you, do you have that? Do you have a word in mind for how you're going to approach this summer? Um, yeah, I think process probably. I would say you're a great subject. You've always got an answer. Um, yeah, I would say that because, yeah, like for me in the past when I've, when I've been so consumed by thinking about a single, like, I want the cap, I want the cap, I want the cap, my game sort of deteriorated slightly because I was so cloud and I put so much pressure on myself and then I really struggled with, with my performance, um, because I just felt so much pressure, but it wasn't actual pressure. It was just stuff that I was completely putting on myself. And so, yeah, I think going into this one you know, knowing I've, I've got that injury or coming off the back of the injury, I think it's really important for me to just sort of break it down into the process, coming back, like making sure that I'm ramping up slowly, I'm doing a rehab, I'm making sure I'm getting treatment, all the little things that are going to obviously contribute to, to the end goal. So I think technically I would say that process excellent process and that's a very on-field specific one no, no, but, you know, sort of thinking about you off-field saying, i'm still embrace he's still embrace still having no, overarching yeah, yeah no overarching embrace process on the field i like that uh, there's something in golf i don't know you said you played golf there's something similar in that mentality that you can borrow from golf you know in golf if you're approaching a green and you're thinking oh, i want to get within one foot of the pin mm. i want to get one foot in the pin you end up shanking it and hitting yeah it. <laughs> Think there's no pin on the green and you just hit it, you'll get it on the green. Exactly. So uh, I can see where, um, you know, that process can be so important, not getting too ahead of yourself. Well, 
you finished your industrial design degree. Um, congratulations. That's so, so good to have something. I think I was meant to have graduation whilst I'm up here, but it's been cancelled, so I'll be celebrating myself. Yeah, look, everybody's doing uh, Zoom graduations, no doubt, exactly. around the country. Well, but um, yeah. that must have been, you know, away from cricket just to achieve something and then have something to fall back on or when you retire to be able to sort of put your mind to something else. Yeah, definitely. I think um, it was really, it was highlighted how important it is to have um, have other interests outside of cricket when I was injured most recently. When I was on my crutches and I wasn't physically able to go out and ride the bike or train or go for a trail run, all the fun things that I liked doing physically. Yeah, I was, it was obviously ripped, to, ripped away from me for a short period of time whilst I was on these crutches. So um, at the time, yeah, I was able to really focus my energy into my degree and, and work on a few projects. I created a large-scale 3D-printed lounge at uni, um, and that was really special and something that I probably would not have been able to get done had I still been, you know, fully fit and, and having to train and, and squeeze all that in. So Because I had to watch this thing. It took me two weeks to finally print it because it's attached to this robot and the robot oh, was wow. just a pain in the butt. And then when it was actually printing, I had to watch this thing and make sure I was feeding material into, into it to, to melt it down and, and print with it for two eight-hour days straight. Like I couldn't go, I couldn't go on my phone or anything because I was like, had to make sure this thing was working. Um, so, yeah, it was, uh, it was a nice distraction and I'm really grateful that I had that. Yeah, yeah. fantastic. You, you know, you could think about designing cricket equipment or something down the track. Yeah, I actually got asked that recently. Dubai? Uh, it was just on Instagram. Someone someone just uh, messaged me and I hadn't really considered it. But who knows if I come across a – I really want to make one. You know, like a – is it a – what are they called? You know, the bolts where like, oh, gosh, the name is – is I can't think of what it's called. But a sh- like a ah! – Describe. You know, put it, now you put it over, like, say you're uh, undoing a bolt and you put it over and it goes. A wrench. And yeah. it's like a wrench, a bloody wrench, <laughs> a wrench. But to put your spikes on, that would be elite because putting your spikes on is so annoying. I'm pretty sure they have that. Oh, well, I need to get my hands on one of those. Yep. Uh, yeah, I think you can That's do my next job. Women's cricket equipment. That, that can be your post-cricket career. That's, yeah. What about, um, have you ever been to a men's test match in person? Um, when I was in year six, um, but that was when I was very, when I was, I didn't really know much about cricket. So I, I think I had Peter Siddle and someone else sign my bat and I didn't know. <laughs> I actually still have the bat. And was that at the SCG, your first test match? Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was, um, oh, it was pink stumps. So there was, um, you know, we, we chucked on a, on some pink gear and. So McGrath day, must've been McGrath day. Yeah. Yeah. McGrath day. 12 years ago, maybe. If you're yeah. 24 around then. Um, yeah, I think they're playing Pakistan. No, oh, yeah. Do you do you remember walking into the SCG for the first time and looking around? Very vaguely. We actually, because it was when I got picked in the state squad, so we actually got to go on the on the field. Oh wow! But I didn't realize how significant it was. It was just sort of thing that happened and they're like oh okay like yeah go on out there I'm like oh man this is pretty good like (laughs) um obviously yeah it it was a pretty big deal and it was I wish I remembered more of it yeah and and do you watch cricket now do you if you know yeah yeah men's cricket or women's cricket do you watch both yeah definitely um 
whenever whenever cricket's on, it's it's like the best thing to just have, mm. you know, in the house all day, especially a test match. You know, I won't religiously sit down and, and watch a whole test match, but it will definitely be on and I'll be doing something that I'll come back and sit down and be like, oh, I've been here for like an hour. I have to go do this. And, yeah, and Big Bash is, is also awesome because it's pretty much on every single night, I swear. So, yeah, it's great to have have cricket on. I am a, I do really enjoy watching it now. Does your partner like cricket? Yeah, he's a big cricket nuffy actually. He um, he used to play uh, Sydney grade cricket. Yeah, he's the one who's always stitching me up saying, you need to know who this guy is. Like, you know, like, he looks so silly. I'm like, oh, gosh, like, let me Google. That's fine. Um, but, yeah, he's he's really good. He um, he throws me a few balls in the nets, which is, which is really good. He's a really good batter, so he can hit it a bloody mile. So he's uh he's handy to have close. Well, so you can go to the nets together, a bit like Steve Smith and yeah. his wife, where he makes a yeah. balls in the bowling machine to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll um he'll throw balls at me all day. I reckon. Oh, good. Well, you found a good one there, lawyer, and can throw yeah. balls. So, tick tick. Yeah. Well, yeah. Maitland, thanks so much for coming on Men's Masterclass. It's been such a, a pleasure no to talk to you yeah. such a vibrant you know personality and uh, you know i think you've got such a exciting few years ahead i can't wait to watch it and um you know really pleased to have been able to chat um you know have you got anything lined up in netflix you want to watch any shows any or any of the what are you going to watch what's your plan um i've actually been obsessed with gordon ramsay's um i think it's uncharted it's on oh, disney yeah. plus and he pretty much because i i'm a, i love cooking i love like the garden sort of outdoorsy uh foraging sort of stuff and yeah i've been watching and he he pretty much like goes around to different countries and and meets some locals and forages for for um local ingredients and then does a big cook-off um and i really like it it's awesome I've, that's all i've been watching that's the only thing i've been watching actually that abc news and landline <laughs> oh yeah well abc news is depressing at the moment <laughs> have yeah, you it seen is. amazon's the test um, a bit of it, yeah. I actually don't have an Amazon account. I managed to sneak a friend of a friend's friend's account and watch a couple of episodes. You now you got those lucrative breakers contracts. You need to sign up. <laughs> yeah, I should. That's a good insight. Well, thank you so much. Go and enjoy some Gordon Ramsay psychopath chef um, stories, <laughs> and best of luck for the series against India. Fingers crossed, you get the cap, and can't wait Thanks. to see you um, playing for the sixes in the WBBL. And uh, thanks again for your time. No worries. Thanks so much for having me. I really enjoyed it. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And you can find the full Menas Masterclass series on our Patreon page. On Florida's Space Coast, we think you can have the best of both worlds. Kind of like right now. Driving. At your desk. Maybe at the gym. But you're also grooving to some music. Visit us and you'll go to the beach and see a rocket launch. Or go kayaking and manatee spotting. It's all waiting for you on the only beach that doubles as a launch pad. Plan your adventure today at visitspacecoast.com. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.